Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created, along with weather data, in order to make one pick on every game that's played seven days a week. There are no Sunday shows. There might be an exception to that today when we get to one of these games. There's one game that I feel like maybe we should all just walk away from, but we'll get to that one later. Uh, that doesn't mean that I recommend you bet on every single game as well. As My goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain what the model or I uh, like a certain pick or don't. Uh, I always want you to be comfortable with the plays that you're making. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, whether to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and links to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, both A plays that were graded one, a weird situation with the other one, with Shane McClanahan for Tampa, um, being scratched mere minutes before first pitch. Uh, those sort of things happen on occasion. And it's kind of like, we all just say it's like the game never happened for us. Almost everybody's ticket would have been refunded. There are a few props that still would have been live. Um, the only play that really would have hung in there for most people, maybe if you had Tampa and you had action on Tampa, but if so, that was very reckless of you. It worked. I don't recommend doing that, but I mean, with the pitcher like McClanahan, I tend to be a little bit more on the make sure that the selected pitcher goes uh, than, than some people, unless it's, you know, I, you kind of use my, my ratings as a guide. You know, if it's somebody that's like, a, like better than a hundred, I probably want that. Cause if he scratched the guy that you're getting to be worse. And I don't really think you're going to get a better number when the numbers rehung. Um, once you get down to the, Hundreds of the one tens of the question mark. Even below that, I'll just take them. I don't. I don't really care. I'll just take action. I don't. I don't care who's going. But a guy like McClanahan should have been uh, pitcher dependent on on that wager. So I mean, maybe if you had Tampa action, it worked out for you. But like I said, kind of reckless. But all run line plays have been re- re- refunded. All total plays have been refunded. Uh, first five plays would have been refunded. I mean, uh, the only advantage I'm tweeting about this, the only advantage you've had is if you had. Marlins and you hit selected, which would have made a lot of sense. And you'd have been excited when McClanahan was scratched. thought you had an edge and you would have, and they would have lost anyway. So the only people um, who should have still had tickets all ended up losing, even though they would have had a big advantage of most of our tickets refund on that. So uh, a weird situation happens on occasion. Uh, we just chalk it up to weirdness and move on. But the other two, he plays one. Uh, B plays as he plays, kind of hung in there, broke even another profitable day yesterday overall. Uh, things continue to roll and uh, we just... It, it's been a fun ride. Like, I've been saying it. I don't know what else I should say. The last, it seems like you know, month or two now. It's been a fun ride with these picks, and uh, we just continue to hope, hope, hope it keeps going well for us. And uh, uh, model seeing things really well, and I'll just continue to ride it. Uh, before we get to today's slate, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and the only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I tweeted about this this morning. We got those two college football episodes out uh, today. If you haven't seen them, check those out. More line movements are happening. Um, we got episode one. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it right up here. I'll put episode one, and then that's going to go away. And then I'll put episode two. So you can click those. 
uh, then come back to this or, 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 or you know, right click, open a new tab, right? Pause it, and then you can come back to that later. If you haven't seen those cultural videos, we got one more for you. Cousin Jerry and I are going to wrap up the remaining games that we haven't covered. That'll drop for you tomorrow morning, bright and early for your uh, Thursday morning work commute, uh, especially if you live out in the East Coast. Uh, to wrap that up, share with a friend if you know there's in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And again, as a reminder, we partnered with Horse Racing Today. For those of you who like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There isn't an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or the website. The links are in the description. A handful of afternoon games today. Going to start off with yesterday's play of the day, Astros at the Rangers, a game I was fortunate enough to be in attendance at uh, not heading down there for today's game at some point, you know, you do have to do the the adult thing and work, right? As, as much as none of us want to do that. Uh, a little bit of a different story here today in this one. The Astros are only small favorites. This will be Christian Javier versus Martin Perez. I feel like I could talk for hours about this game alone right here. There's so many weird things happening. Javier, I mentioned this previously, definitely deserves to be in the starting rotation. He gets a 90 grade from the model, definitely well above average. Right now, pitching better than... Probably Garcia and Arquiti both uh, was moved to the bullpen, and then now he's back starting again. And I'm not sure how much this has to do with the Verlander thing. Uh, you know, him coming out after three innings either night. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> I'm glad Javier's starting. He's a good pitcher. He needs to be starting. I don't know how that's going to affect him. I don't know the whole you're going to the bullpen and, and that changes things, and now you're starting. I don't even know when they told him. I think the I think none of us really knew until last night when one of the Astros or uh, beat reporters uh, broke that news, I believe. So who knows when he knew? I don't know. I like Javier. We've talked about this before. I, I think he's pretty underrated. He's a pitcher. 270 area in the season. Underline metrics say probably more mid threes. But, I mean, not great, but good. Very good pitcher. Martin Perez, also very good pitcher. Not great, but very good. Solid pitcher here. Uh, similar story, 269 area underline metrics say should be in the mid threes. Uh, it's an 89 grade. I mean, two two good pitchers here. Uh, should be a lower spring game. Model 7.5, actual total 5. I expect it to be relatively lower scoring in a park that, for the most part, is a little more pitcher friendly. Um, I don't expect the Astros to have a ton of success on Perez given the style of pitcher he is. The Astros got to him last time these two teams faced it. Another game I was actually at. Um, Perez looked fantastic the first time through and then just kind of lost it the second time through. Uh, this is where I think the first time there was the speculation about Bregman stealing signs at second and stealing signs. It's of course a loaded phrase, but the old school way, the way that everyone agrees we all can do, which is weird. I don't want to go off on that tangent, but it's weird. Uh, I really like the pitch con situation because then that like solves this problem, but it is really weird that like everyone's okay with like the guy at second base, like looking in and trying to decipher the code. And if he can decipher it and get the relay, like that's okay. Like, the whole thing's weird. Um, but I think this is the first rumblings of that. If I could recall, uh, Bergman was on second base. Uh, I believe Yuli was batting and they, the Rangers were thinking that Bregman being a smart, apparently a real smart guy, really paying attention, good memory was relaying signs back, uh, to Yuli just based off if he could apparently figure out the Rangers codes. And I think it was Yuli hits a home run grand slam off of Martin Perez, that was like most of the damage that happened off Perez. I, and this is where after that, the weird thing started happening where teams started intentionally balking to get Bregman to third base because 
uh, in situations where they, they thought the base wasn't that big of a deal because they, they were like, this guy's like the one guy apparently who can decipher those codes and figure this stuff out. I don't know. It's a bizarre story. If you haven't seen that, um, I don't think the Astros will have the same success they had against Perez last time. They are, again, fairly right-handed heavy. We talk about the Astros' offense gets a little bit of a boost against left-handed pitching. Um, I, I just, I, I just, I think Martin Perez is probably going to have a decent outing and keep it low score. I think the Rangers need to keep them in the game. Uh, I think it'll be a tight, low-scoring game. I'll take the Rangers on the run line. It's minus one forty-four. I don't really love the odds, but I, I think the Rangers keep this close. It's a great pick for me. Obviously, the Astros win by two, like they did last night, is on the table. A score like four to two wouldn't surprise anybody, but I think four to three, three to two is probably more likely. I think the Rangers got a chance to win this game. I have, like I said, I have no idea the effect that it, that this situation is going to have on Javier. Um, I think Perez is a pretty good pitcher, and uh, not that I think that he um, can go seven shutout. He might. The Astros' offense is very good, but. I, Assuming he doesn't give up that grand slam type situation, you know, something like seven innings and two runs is pretty reasonable. He keeps the Rangers in this game. I think the Rangers got a shot to win on the money line around the plus 120. Makes a little bit of sense. Model says it should be Astros minus 117. So as long as you're plus 120, you're better. I think the Rangers on the money line makes a little bit of sense. I just, I'm going to take a run line because I think it'll be a tight, low scoring game that I don't really have to care monetarily who wins by one run, uh, as I think either team can do. I think the Rangers got a shot. Uh, Astros bullpen's a little bit better, though. So if, if it's a tight game late, I would favor the Astros. That's why I think run line probably makes a little more sense here. Uh, be great play for me on the Rangers run line this afternoon. 2-10 Eastern first pitch, Pirates at the Brewers. No line out on this one yet. I'm not actually sure which pitcher we're waiting on confirmation on, to be honest. Uh, I checked multiple websites, and I think everything has these two guys going, so I'm not really sure who it is. Uh, projected Zach Thompson versus Freddie Peralta. Um, I like Peralta. Gets a good rating. You've heard me talk about him. I, I think he's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, 369 ERA underlying metrics say it should be even a little better than that. Uh, Zach Thompson, I, I don't. Uh, early in the year, I was a little bit high on him after last year. Thought he had some potential. Um, you know, if you go back, and, and you shouldn't do this because it's a waste of time, but if you go back, and I do remember an episode, I think I was talking with Jake uh, about Zach Thompson, you know, kind of like, hey, he might be okay. You know, he's had some decent times or whatever, but the, I've soured, the, I and the model have both soured on not a good year. Uh, 533 ERA, and the underlying metrics say that's fairly accurate. Maybe he should be slightly better than that, but not by much. Um, huge starting pitcher mismatch here in favor of the Brewers. Obviously, their relievers are a lot better. Uh, Pirates got the win yesterday. We were on the Pirates. Um, I decided to take run line thinking – I decided to take run line kind of a similar situation to the Rangers, thinking it was going to be a close game late, and I didn't know what would happen. That's exactly how it played out. And so anytime you're taking a dog on the run line, maybe you sprinkle a tiny bit on the money line as well. It's similar in college football. We kind of talked about this with a couple teams. If you're taking a team – plus six and a half or something. Maybe you sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well. Uh, and, and maybe you don't, right? Just kind of personal preference. But, um, you know, I took the Pirates last night. I thought there was a, a pretty big edge for them in the starting pitcher department. thought they could hang in there. Then who knows what's going to happen. And they ended up pulling out the win. Today, I think it's a different story. Uh, model says Brewers minus 261. I don't think the Pirates are going to hang in in this one. I think they're going to be down early because it's a starting pitcher edge, a large one in favor of the Brewers. And then, again, not that I love the Brewers relievers. The model thinks they're solid. Mm, mm, mm. And Devin Williams is good, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't really like the relievers that much, but... They're still a lot better than the Pirates relievers who did a great job last night, and that happens occasionally. But in general, the Pirates relievers can't be trusted whatsoever. So I think the Brewers get up early. I think they stay up late. So, I mean, this is probably all Brewers. 
Again, model says 261 with a total of 8.7. The only question is about the price. I think it's all brewers, but at some point the Pirates offer value if you're getting a crazy price like plus 300. I don't think we are, thankfully. I think we'll be able to be on the brewers, but it's all about the price. So just keep that in mind that even though I think the brewers are likely to win this, at some point the premium makes it either not worth it or you'd have to look at the underdog saying that weird things happen. But if we can get a price around 250, I'm probably playing the brewers, probably would Probably played on the run line, but the, the, the money line equivalent I'm looking for about 250 seems like a reasonable investment. Um, if it's out of the low 200s, I mean, around 200, 220, I mean, we're talking A-grade quality at that point. So we'll see what number comes out, and I will make a pick on that update Twitter and the sheet later in the day. Hopefully not too much later since it's day game here, and we're only a handful of hours from that one getting going. One more afternoon game, 345 Eastern. <clears throat> Start time Pirates, uh, Padres at the Giants. Another chilly one in San Francisco, around 60 degrees. Wind's blowing out uh, fairly strong on this one, but again, a park that's built to minimize that effect, so probably not too much wind effect there. Another game that the model says should be totaled at 7.5, and that's what the actual total is, so to stay away from me there. Uh, Pitching-wise, Musgrove, I, I think, is a better pitcher than Wood. The model gives him a rating that's a few points better. Wood is much better than that 5-year though. We talk about it every time. His underlying metrics are actually right around where Musgroves are. Um, it, Neither one of these guys has looked extremely competent for a while now. Uh, Musgrove had an amazing start since then. It's been kind of mediocre up and down, just not, you know, as dominant, nearly as dominant as he was early on. Wood has looked mostly better as of late, but still has a clunker every once in a while. Um, and that's kind of why that ERA is driven up. But again, I think both of these pitchers are good. That said, the ball does tend to fly a little bit more in the daytime there in San Francisco than it does at night. And for most parks, that's correlated with the temperature. So the model could just easily pick up the temperature effect. Um, here, of course, you have anywhere along the coast of California, especially in the summer months. Um, you know, you have you have different weather effects happening there, of course. And without getting into the meteorology stuff, which is mostly over my head, I, I understand that just enough. Um uh, but I, I don't want to misspeak from a meteorologist, meteorological standpoint. Uh, mainly, it's just, again, the ball tends to fly a little bit better there in the day than night. So models of seven and a half. I, I would not play this under. And like I said, I like both pitchers, but we see too many of these games, these afternoon games in San Francisco, where sometimes it does play low scoring, absolutely. But sometimes one or one or either team just scores a ton of runs. And I don't really know who would be here. I, we talked about this here a lot with this lefty-righty split situation for the, for the series. It's back to... Lefty for the Giants, righty for the Padres. And I know that the Padres won game one in that scenario, but last night's scenario favored the Padres much more than tonight with the lefty-righty being flipped last night. These two offenses grayed out exactly equal to start the game in this lefty-righty split. Padres getting a ding facing a lefty. Giants getting a little bit of a boost facing a righty. Now, as the game moves along, that will potentially change because the Giants will probably bring in more right-handed relievers, and that'll make them a little bit more average. These offenses are about the same. These pitchers, about the same. I mean, the model likes Musgrove a little bit more, but the way he's pitched of late, I mean, it's maybe, I guess, but it's not by much. Um, I mean, biggest difference in this game is the, the, the Giants are at home, but the Padres have better relievers. I think 124 is a little too high. I'll take the Giants on the on the, on the money line here. Model says plus 123. I'd like the plus odds here just because I don't know what's going to happen. And, and if I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game, I might look run line. I'm not sure how much this is a high-scoring game as much as it is someone probably scores and gets us around that total of 7.5. I just don't know who it is. And so I'll just take plus odds on the money line, see what happens, take the plus 124. It, it's just not enough to get to a B grade for me. 
Um, looking for more like plus 130, really, for a B-grade pick. So if the odds jump a little bit more, I think the Giants are worth a stronger investment at plus 124. I think the Giants are worth a look. Uh, it's just a lot of uncertainty in this. We can be the plus odds, but it's not one that I really love today. So the night game, 6-10 Eastern, first pitch, Orioles, the Guardians. Upper 70s to start, low 70s to close. Winds will be blowing mostly across in this one. Model likes the under here. Model says 7.3 for the total. The actual total is 8. I tend to agree. I like both these pitchers. Uh, Lyle's, again, a guy who probably gets a bad rap for some of his previous times, but a very, very solid average pitcher. Talk about him a lot. Consistently kind of just gets the job done. Um, McKenzie, I like a lot. He's been really good this year. 317 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should be in the high threes, but he's been really good. Um like I said, I like both these pitchers. I think under makes a lot of sense. Uh, Orioles, again, been more of an under team all season. Uh, offensively, of course, the Guardians have an edge. Relievers, talked about the Guardians. Relievers have just been amazing. Uh, I think the Guardians are the side, again, like I did last night. Um, not an A-grade play, though, like it was last night. The odds just not quite as favorable. Model says 170. I'll take the Guardians minus 162 with a B-grade pick. In the mid minus 150s, the low minus 150s for sure be an A grade play. So if you can get a dime pro- a dime better than this, uh, A grade play. Who knows when the number's going to go? If it gets better than this, you're starting to get towards A grade territory. Like I said, around 155. But 162, it's a B grade play. I give it a B grade play really up to about close to 170. By the time you get to 170, it's it's a C grade pay- play where I'd probably reluctantly be on the Guardians, and at some point it just becomes a pass because I don't think the odds are valuable. Guardians are the better side, though. They've got better offense, better relievers, better starting pitcher, and they're at home. I like this Orioles team a lot. We talked about them. Um, it's just this Guardians team's what I like more when it's been better to us, and so I'll be on the Guardians again tonight. B-grade play again at that price of 162. 640 Eastern first pitch, Cardinals at the Reds. Reds getting it done last night outright. The benefit of taking the Cardinals on the, on the run line was lost a little bit less juice by not playing those big money line odds. Uh, tonight will be Jose Quintana versus Mike Miner. A real interesting nugget. The Reds offense is like basically all right-handed hitters now. Uh, their offense against a lefty projects to be competent. Not good, but competent. Whereas against... Uh, righties, the Reds offense is very scary and might accidentally score a few runs because you never really know how the ball is going to bounce. Uh, they still are major league players, but they're just not good against the right. Against a lefty, might be okay. And of course, Jose Catana for the Cardinals, a left-handed pitcher. So that favors the Reds a little bit more. So, so, so an interesting nugget there. Mike Miner, obviously not a good pitcher, has shown signs of life lately, though. Is he turning it around now uh, after a slow start to the season, the injury? Is he is he regaining that form of 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 mediocrity of, of decent. I mean, he was had some stretches in the last couple of years where he's been good. Is he getting back towards that? I'm not really sure. I'm not overly competent about that. The teams that miners had success against are weaker teams. Absolutely. But the, the underlying Mike minor can be a respectable major league pitcher is still there. He just hasn't mostly done it for the season. So could he get lit up by the Cardinals tonight? Absolutely. Especially in a pitcher's ballpark. There's a reason this total is nine and a half. I do expect him to give up some runs, but if he can be respectable, kind of hold the Cardinals down to, you know, three runs on six innings. I mean, the Reds got a shot in this one. Um, plus 196 offers some value here. I'm going to beaker play with the Reds, and I'm not going to go with one. I'm going to take a chance on the money line again. Total's high at nine and a half. Model says 9.1. Um, so model says maybe a tiny bit too high. But independent of that, when you have a high-scoring game like this in a pitcher-friendly ballpark, I'd rather just take the big odds in the Reds and just say, I don't really know what's going to happen. It could be a high-scoring game that finishes 5-4, to four, you know, something like that, and maybe we'll wish we had the run line on the Reds. But 
I think it's just better to take the plus odds. Maybe they pull it out, and if they don't, that's okay. We don't have to win these a lot for them to be a profitable play. Uh, model says 172 is a good price. So bottom line here is it's Reds or pass. Again, Reds offense being slightly bad against the lefty versus absolutely terrible against the righty, I think matters in this situation. And again, Miner being not good. The model gives him a 110 rating, so the model still doesn't like him. Um, but if he's, I think he's more just bad and not like a bottom five pitcher in baseball. And I think he's probably being viewed in price like a bottom five pitcher. And he absolutely pitched like that for a while. Um, but I do wonder how much of that was the injury, the slow start, the getting being rushed back, that all, all those sorts of things. And the truth is somewhere in between maybe his good years of recent and what he looked like before. And as long as he's just mediocre, there's value on this price. Uh, again, at plus 196 for the Reds, that's my play. Be great play. For me there in Cincinnati. Uh, Weather-wise on this one, upper 70s to start, around 70 degrees to close. Uh, slight breeze out, around 5 miles an hour under. Again, should be a lot of runs, pitcher-friendly ballpark. Model thinks 9.5 might be a little too high. Um, but again, I think I think, the, I think the dog's got a shot here. I'll take I'll take my chance with him with a B-grade play. 6.40 Eastern start time, Rays at the Marlins. Drew Rasmussen for the Rays. Projecting Trevor Rogers here, making his... Uh, return from the IL for the Marlins. Uh, Rasmussen, 277 ERA. Underline metrics say should be in the low threes. A good pitcher above average. I've talked about him a lot uh, this year. I, I like him. I like backing him. I've been liking backing him for the last several years now. Uh, Trevor Rogers, 585 ERA. Underline metrics say it's not that bad. Should be in the mid fours. Had been showing some signs of life uh, before getting injured. Looking more average to maybe even slightly above average overall he gets a slightly below average rating because the totality of the season has not been good i'm not overly optimistic on rogers i still think he's one of the weaker starter pitcher starting pitchers for the marlins scores that's partially because they've got so much talent there um, with regards to their starting pitchers model says raise minus 168 solid road favorites with a total of 7.3 i do fully expect this total to be either seven or seven and a half which would be pretty spot on um, but again raise minus 168 is the price i'll tweet out something on it later as to what my play is. Seven to five first pitch A's at the Nationals. Um, I wish this game wasn't happening. And I think probably maybe everyone involved does too. Um, <laughs> Weather-wise in Washington, around 80 degrees to start, around 70 to close, winds will be blown across. Uh, James Caprellian versus Annabelle Sanchez. This is one of the worst starting pitching matchups we've seen all season. Um, if you take the two numbers and you add them up, you know, you, you get like a DeGrom and Spencer Strider type start, which I think we had one of those uh, recently. And like the combined number when you add them up is like 130 or something. Um, this one, you had these two pitchers, it's almost 240. I mean, this one's brutal. Um, neither one of these guys is good. Caprillion's ERA is probably a little deflated from pitching at Oakland. Underline metrics say his ERA should be in the mid fives. Annabelle Sanchez. Underline metrics say his ERA should be around six. I mean, these are two really bad pitchers. The bullpens are all below average. The offenses are below average. This game like shouldn't happen, but unfortunately it will. Model says Nats minus 107. But like, really? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like this game. Right now, it's minus 105 on each side. Uh, total is 8.5. Model says 8.4. So there's really no total edge either. I don't usually do this, but this is the one that I'm like, I just kind of want to set this one out. I just, I just can't, I can't even with this one. Um, we'll see how the number moves before starting lineups come out. If the number moves and we provide an edge, uh, I always say you don't have to watch them to make the monies. And this is definitely one you wouldn't want to watch. I mean, if, if the number moves 
maybe you get plus odds in the Nats. Maybe that makes sense. Maybe you can get some decent plus odds in the A's. Maybe that makes sense. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how the number moves again before starting lineups come out or if the starting lineups come out and there looks like run-of-the-mill stuff. Maybe there's some value later and I'll tweet on a play. But for right now, I never do this. But for right now, I, I might just pass on this game because that, that doesn't seem like there's a lot of value. And I don't want I, – I, I don't even know how you back either one of these teams. In, in other situations, you say, I know I'm backing a bad team, but look at the – like the Reds. I know they're bad, but look at those odds, you know, plus close to plus 200. Or, you know, you say, yeah, I don't like the price, but like they're a really good team. And so you have something. But, I mean, you got nothing with these teams. The odds aren't good for you. They're minus odds for both teams. They're both terrible. Like I said, I never really do it, but I might actually just pass on this one because I don't, I don't want to encourage this game to happen. Unfortunately, no matter what I do, it's still going to happen either way. But we'll see if the number is really there's value later. I'll tweet something out. But for right now, I just know is my analysis of this game. Just know. Uh, moving along, 705 Eastern first pitch, Cubs at the Blue Jays. Uh, Cubs losing by one in the first game of this series was my two in the second game. I, I guess that means they lose by three on this one. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Mitch White for the Blue Jays. Uh, pitching fairly well. Model gives him an average rating, 424 ERA, underlying metrics. See, that's pretty accurate. I mean, a solid pitcher, nothing great. Uh, but, uh, but you know, decent pitcher. Cubs looks like a bullpen game for them. Assuming that that holds, model says Blue Jays minus 180. Blue Jays should be massive favorites. I'm, a, I'm fearful they're going to be overpriced again, um, which probably would lead to another Cubs run line play. Just depends on the odds to determine how much value there might be. But again, Blue Jays will probably be overpriced. That's the way the world goes, it seems like. They should be massive favorites. I just I just don't want to lay a number that starts with two with the Blue Jays. If I can get minus 180, sure, I'd be all over them. Um, uh, that's what the model says. But we'll see what number comes out. Again, I'll tweet out a play on that one later. Model says 9.8 for the total. Expects a lot of runs with a header-friendly ballpark. Uh, Cubs reliever's not good. And how they're going to find eight or nine innings is a big question. Mitch White, decent. Um Blue Jays relievers decent. Uh, Cubs offense decent and a hitter friendly ballpark. The Cubs ought to score a few runs. The Blue Jays definitely should score some runs. Uh, so again, model thinks a lot of runs says total of 9.8. I expect it to be 9.5, but if it's nine, I really would like that over again, assuming it is a bullpen game for the Cubs. To actual exciting good baseball that you should watch. Seven cities to first pitch, Dodgers the Mets. Run 80 degrees to start, mid-70s to close. Wouldn't be blowing out at about five to 10 miles an hour, maybe a little bit across to right field, maybe more out to right field, kind of in between on that. Model says total of 6.5, actual total is seven. So I, I would like this under seven here. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I really like Tyler Anderson. Y'all heard me talk about him before. 269 area, underlying metrics say it should be a run higher, but a definitely above average pitcher that for at least a while, and maybe even today is still being priced as if he's average to below average. I think he's an above average pitcher. I think he's a solid pitcher. Mets struggling against left-handed pitching as they are very left-handed switch hitter heavy. So, I mean, that also bodes well for Tyler Anderson. I believe the last time out he faced the Marlins, who I said have more right-handed hitters, so that kind of doesn't bode well for him now Now, now that he's a lefty does. Um, I think it's advantage Dodgers there with that specific matchup. I think the, I think Tyler Anderson as a lefty has actually got the edge over the Mets offense. Jacob DeGrom for the Mets will have an edge no matter who he faces, as good as he is. I don't really have to say anything about him. I will just point out the underlying metrics. In, and it's only third, 29 innings, but in his 29 innings, the underlying metrics say that Jacob DeGrom's ERA should be in the low ones. There's really nothing else to say. I mean, this guy's insanely good. We all know that. Dodgers offense really good, though. Uh, both these relievers are pretty good. Talked about it yesterday. I think the Dodgers relievers probably better on the whole. Mets relievers probably a little bit better at the back end. But, I mean, I like the Mets like one through five relievers. I mean, all, all good relievers, all good things. Great baseball game. Should be a lot of fun to watch. 
just like last night's was a tight game. I expect the same thing here. And again, I like under seven. I think it's low scoring. I think it's a tight game. I've got an A grade play on the Dodgers on the run line at minus 167. The model says there's an advantage just to backing the Dodgers here that as good as DeGrom is, model says this should be Mets minus 134. I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but these words are about to come out of my mouth. It's Dodgers or pass. I cannot recommend a play on the Mets. We backed DeGrom a few times here. Coming back, faded them a few times. This is one where I think the price is just out of control, especially with, again, the Mets facing a lefty. I project that offense to be just barely above league average. I think Tyler Anderson can have some success. It's a low-scoring game. Again, model thinks a flyer on the Dodgers at plus 144 makes sense. I'm not a big believer in, oh, if the Dodgers are plus odds, you have to take them. That didn't work the last time out. Uh, one of the times I heard that recently when they faced Corbin Burns, uh, and of course they lost. I don't think that's necessarily a good strategy, but in this case, because it's all it's all about the price, all about the pitch, all about the situation, right? All these things. And in this case, I think Dodgers at these big plus odds makes a lot of sense. Now, Dodgers at plus odds in general doesn't, because if you got Dodgers at plus 120 in this game, I would say, no, don't do it. But again, model thinks 134 is the price. So plus 144 offers some value. I think it's about a 2% edge on the Dodgers. I think it's worth a look. In reality here, I think my biggest recommendation is actually to do something that the sheet can't handle, so I'm not doing it for the official play. But my my, my real recommendation here would actually be to split this play between money line and run line. Put a little bit on the money line, see if the Dodgers can pull it off. Put a little bit on the run line here. The run line, a safer play. You're playing some big minus odds, but I really think this is a low-scoring game. Absolutely can get burned 2-0, 3-1. Maybe four to two. Four to two still feels kind of high. I think it's going to be a tight game. I like the Dodgers on the run line here. Again, big odds, but it's an A grade play for me. I think the Dodgers really worth a look tonight. Again, I can't believe I'm saying that with the way the last month or so is gone. But the model already says Jacob DeGrom is insanely good. And at some point, it can't give him any higher of a rating without breaking. Um, again, I just think this Dodgers, uh, I assume this Mets offense against a lefty. Just not that strong. Good, just not that good. I think the Dodgers got a chance to hang in there. Like I said, I think Ronald makes a ton of sense, even at these odds. A great play for me on the Dodgers. Again, can't believe it, but the Dodgers were the look tonight. First time I've probably said that in a long time, other than the one game they played the Marlins bullpen. I was like, yeah, there's no way they lose that game. 17 Eastern first pitch, Mariners, the Tigers, around 80 degrees to start, low 70s to close. Wind's blowing out in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range for this game. So more uh, hitter-friendly conditions. Hitter-friendly conditions with regards to the pitchers, Marco Gonzalez and Tyler Alexander. Uh, neither one of these pitchers is above average. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, 397 ERA, and that's deflated for pitching in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, but I still think he's better than Tyler Alexander, 483 ERA. Um, underlying metrics say both of these guys should have ERAs near five. Of course, the biggest advantage that Gonzalez has, he's going to give you some length or has the ability to, which is nice. And, of course, the biggest advantage Marco Gonzalez has also is that he gets to face the Tigers' offense, whereas Alexander has to face the Mariners' offense. A tale of two cities there. Uh, uh, Tigers offense still rates out very bad. Mariners offense uh, against the lefty, probably just average right now, but that's a heck of a lot better than the Tigers offense. Again, Mariners relievers, the Tigers relievers solid. Mariners relievers better. I like the Mariners here, just like I did last night. Uh, I think the odds is actually uh, the edge is a little bit better than last night. Actually, uh, model says minus one fifty eight. The actual price that I'm seeing right now is one fifty one. So around one fifty, I think the Mariners would also be a B grade play. I'll shift to the run line. I, I went money line yesterday. I'll shift to the run line today. The reason I did that is I, I thought yesterday had a chance to be more of a lower scoring game given the weather conditions and the pitchers. Um, it turned out it wasn't. The Mariners scored you know, almost 10 runs, I think, uh, last night. So it didn't turn out that way. So run line would have been a safe play. Tonight, totals eight and a half. Model says 8.4. I do expect a few more runs. So I'll take, the, I'll take the Mariners here on the run line. I think plus odds is a gift. I don't think it should be plus odds. Plus 106 here is a B-grade play for me. 
Um, not an A grade quality because I just don't trust Marco Gonzalez enough for an A grade. But I think the Mariners are the side still worth an investment, worth a look in my opinion. B grade place for me in the Mariners run lineup plus odds, or like I said, if you're getting around minus one fifty in the money line, I think that also makes sense. It's really a coin toss between those two as to which one you like more. It's kind of personal preference. I, I don't really think some of these games I'm like I really do like the run line or the money line more because X Y Z. This one, yeah, it's just whichever one you want, I think it's fine. I'll go run line. I think I think the Mariners should play either way. Rockies the Braves last night. Rockies getting that big upset and in another situation. We're taking the run line at least gave us an advantage of when we lost. We didn't lose as much. Uh, they're on the odds. Talked about the Rockies, you know, better against left-handed pitching. Surprisingly, got a few runs off of Max Freed. I don't really see that coming. Uh, again, though, we talked about the Rockies' offense against lefties is, is can be decent. Um, just like I said, didn't expect Max Freed to, to give up anything, but but he didn't. Kudos to the Rockies for closing out a tight game. Uh, I, I I don't think they really have much of a chance tonight either. I didn't think last night they did. Again, baseball's weird. Weird things happen. That's why I said there's no locks in gambling. Uh, Tonight, though, I mean, Ryan Feltner versus Kyle Wright. I mean, this is a massive pitching mismatch here in favor of the Braves, of course, right? With a 299 ERA and the line metrics have him in the mid three. Feltner, a 587 ERA. That's inflated because, of course, but either way, the underlying metrics still say mid upper fours for him. Massive Braves edge, starting pitcher, of course, massive edge on offense, massive edge with relievers. Again, Rockies maybe have a pulse against the lefty, but against the righty, the model does not like their offense whatsoever. I'll be on the Braves again. I just think the price is too high to be really worth that much of an investment. Um, model says 286 for the money line, and I'm seeing Braves 295. So if, you, if you're playing money line, if you're parlaying, you know, money line plays with, with the Braves here, I don't think it's a terrible play. I think it's one I always talk about how much risk are you adding versus the payout on, on a big money line type thing. If you're, if you're parlaying a few of them together, I think it's kind of a wash. Like, I don't think it's one where you're clearly adding more reward than your risk so it's like yeah go for it but i don't think it's one where it's clearly more risk than the reward so it's stay away it's kind of a meh if you want to go for it i think it's it's not the craziest thing to, to play the braves on the money line it's just the price is so high so like I'll, I'll shift to the run line same thing though minus 142 is just not that exciting on the run line for a home team it's, it's just a lean for me there it's just a c grade play uh like i said i'll be on the braves but it, it, it it's at least it played out last night where they lost, right? It's kind of one of those, it feels like the same thing where last night felt the same way where it's like, maybe the Rockies hang in there. And if they do, they probably accidentally win or they lose by like eight. So like I said, I'll be on the run line here. I just don't, I just don't love these odds at minus 142. So just a C great play for me there. Total of 8.5 model says 8.5 mid eighties to start mid seventies to close. Wind's blowing out at five to 10 miles an hour. So model thinks 8.5 is the right price. It seemed total tough too. Cause it, it feels like the Braves are the team you expect to score a bunch of runs and the Rockies not, and then that's how it's priced. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think the total market there, probably a stay away, probably game a stay away. Like I said, I'll take a fly on the Braves. As opposed to that A's and that situation, at least I'm like, hey, I've got Kyle Wright in the Braves. Like, at least I've got something competent that I'm that I'm getting for this play. Uh, but again, it's, it's not my favorite investment on the night. 740 Eastern first pitch, Red Sox at the Twins. Twins doing us good here lately, and I'm on the Twins again here tonight with a B-grade play, minus 130 odds. Model says minus 134, so 130. It's about as high as I want to go for this B-grade. Uh, Joe Ryan versus Michael Waka. Uh, Waka really lit up his last start. Model still gives him an above-average grade, but we're trending pretty close to average for both of these pitchers, actually. Uh, both of them underlying metrics around four for their ERA, even though both have outperformed them on the season. 
Offensively, I like the Twins' offense more than the Reds' offense. Relievers like the Twins' relievers more. Games in Minnesota, like I said, I think the Twins are the side here. A short price at minus 130, I think we should still keep riding him. But B-grade play, not enough value for an A, not anywhere near that. If you dropped him about minus 120, maybe you're talking about an A-grade play. But around minus one, anything in the minus 120s up to minus 130s, a B-grade play. Uh, and the low minus 130s, mid-minus 130s, I'd still be on the Twins, but it would drop to a C-grade at that point. Total of this game is 8. Model says exactly eight. Winds will be blowing in at about five miles an hour. Uh, Weather-wise, will or temperature-wise, will be in the low 80s to start and around the mid-70s to close. <clears throat> Rolls at the White Sox, 810 Eastern. Around 80 degrees to start in Chicago, mid-70s to close. Winds will be blowing out uh, in the five to 10 mile an hour range for this one. Chris Bubich versus Lance Lynn. Uh, I don't, I don't think Bubich is very good. 562 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should be about a full run better than that, but that's still not good. Uh, I don't like the Royals relievers. Royals offense has been decent, but I still think it's below average, especially after the trades. White Sox offense projects to hit lefties better. They've tended to hit lefties better. The results have been there. They're extremely right-handed heavy, and Chris Bubich is a lefty, so that's massive edge White Sox offense. To face a lefty, to face a below average lefty. White Sox relievers are solid. Lance Lynn, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to make it. I don't know what to make of any of these White Sox pitchers. Um, Dylan Cease is good. Beyond that, I don't think I can tell you anything with confidence about any of their starting pitchers. Um, Lynn is a five year on the season. We've talked about him a lot. He really was definitely rushed back and looked terrible to start off shown signs of life lately and didn't do as well last time out either but i i can it's kind of one of those which idea close you know you look at this way or this way right i can talk myself in to lance lynn's kind of figured it out he's kind of finally gotten back in the rhythm after being rushed back and he should have had several many more rehab starts and he wasn't afforded that opportunity because white Sox needed starting pitching but now he's mostly figured it out. And if you look back over the last several starts, I could kind of talk myself into, you know, pitchers have outings where they don't look as sharp and that's okay. So it's not a big deal. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a big deal about the last time I had to give up, you know, three runs or whatever. Cause the timeout before that, he looked fantastic. Right? I, I can kind of talk myself into that narrative. I can also turn myself into, it's just going to be a lost season for him and that he's never going to be afforded the opportunity to really figure it out because he was rushed back and he never has the opportunity to kind of work through all of this. We've seen that with pitchers before. Uh, maybe the most famous example is uh, right when they introduced the qualifying offer and you saw Dallas Keuchel, uh, I believe in Crick Kimball both, wait until later in the season to sign because teams didn't want to give up draft picks. And for the whole, they just could never figure it out. It was just after, night after night after night. They just couldn't get it together. Just a lost season. And so I can kind of talk myself into that with Lance Lynn too. I don't really know. Uh, I, I'm just going to trust the model. Model still says Lynn's above average. His underlying metrics on the season say his ERA should be in the upper threes. What does that mean? In general, it's more predictive than ERA. In general. Does that mean it's going to be predictive for him? Not necessarily. Does it mean it's going to be predictive tonight? I mean, now you're really adding variability. You talk about one game, so I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but again, the, the the underlying metrics are there. I, I've watched him pitch a few times. The last few times out, he, he looks a lot sharper than he did earlier on. I think there's some hope for him. 
I think if he's going to figure it out against this Royals offense, which again, not bad and, and was fairly average, maybe even a little above average before a couple of those trades, though now below average. I'm all over the White Sox here with an A grade play very reluctantly. It, I feel like this is my last name with this team. If you look back the last 30 days, and I think the last 30 days is a pretty decent look right now as to how many wins the model has expected. And we calculate expected wins by just win prob- adding up win probability, right? If, you, if you're 60% likely when you, you're, the model expects you to get 0.6 wins, obviously you get one or zero, but this way you kind of bulk it up because if, if a team's, and hear me out on this, I don't want to dive deep, deep in this, but quick little math lesson for you, right? If, if a team is, I see this misconception a lot. If a team is favored in 10 games, that does not mean they should go 10 and 0. If you're 55% likely or 60%, let's do 60%. If you're 60% likely to win 10 games, you would expect the team to go six and four, right? Because 0.6 times 10 is six. You would not, they would be favored in all 10, but you would not expect the team to go 10 and 0. So that's why, you know, we give, we give a team 0.6 wins if they're 60%, 0.3, if they're 30%, whatever. You add the last 30 days. I think 30 days is important because that's when the trade deadline happened. So these are all new, all the new rosters now. In the last 30 days, the White Sox have been the most underperforming team according to to their difference between how they've actually performed in the model. What does that mean? It means the models thought they were here and they're actually here. For those of you who can't see me, I'm, I'm dropping my hand a lot. Does that mean that'll be predictive going forward? I don't know. This team is frustrating. We've talked about this. I don't know what to make of this division for the most part. Other than the Guardians, I like them. Um, I guess it feels like my last name with the White Sox. Everything lines up for them to thump the Royals. An offense that kills lefties against a bad lefty with a pitcher who, if he's going to be getting back on the right track and they absolutely need him if they want to do anything, if they want to make the playoffs, if they want to do anything in the playoffs, they absolutely need Land to get it right. This is the right situation at home. Everything lines up for this to be White Sox. I'm all over the White Sox. I think the odds are too low. But, I mean, I'm very reluctant and I'm very aware of what I'm doing. And, and I'm not I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm going to trust the model here. model says it should be White Sox 211 on the money line. And so 181 on the money line for the White Sox is my biggest mathematical edge of the day. Now I'm going to go to the run line because plus 107, the translation from minus 181 to plus 107, I think is even better. I think the run line even makes more sense here at plus odds. I don't think we should be getting plus odds at all. It's an A grade pick for me officially on the White Sox run line. If you want to be a little more conservative, you split your bet between the two. Like I said, I hear, I hear what you're thinking. I know what you're, what you're thinking here, probably, which is, oh my gosh, I couldn't back this White Sox team in Lance Lynn. I get it, but I'm just saying everything lines up. This is like the last stand kind of thing. If they're gonna do it, I mean, it's, it doesn't have to be tonight, right? I don't want to put too much pressure on like one game because like they could lose this and they could win ten in a row. Right? I get that, I, you know, but I'm just saying like this sets up to be White Sox. So I'm all over the White Sox, but I mean, I'm if they don't do it tonight. It's got to really ding their their confidence. Is, my confidence in them is already shot. It's it's gonna be completely gone if they can't get it done tonight. A great play for me on the White Sox on the run line at plus uh, total. On this one's eight and a half. Model says eight point seven. Two late games, Yankees and Angels. Got another A grade play for here. I'm gonna take the Angels again on the run line. Didn't work for us last night. Did work for us the first night. The Angels were outright winners. Around even money's an A grade play at minus one of seven. Getting that run of the half with the home team here, I think makes a lot of sense. It's Angels or pass in this one. Garrett Cole is good. Patrick Sandoval isn't that far behind him. Um, Cole has underlying metrics to say his ERA should be around three. Sandoval's ERA is around three, and underlying metrics say mid threes. I mean, Cole's better for sure, but not by that much. 
Um, Yankees offense better, but not by that much. Maybe they broke out of it last night. I talked about that yesterday. The model liked the over, but I was like, I don't really know what this Yankees offense. They scored a lot of runs last night. Maybe they're going to get it going. But that said, Patrick Sandoval is a pretty good pitcher. I think he can keep the Angels in this ball game. Um, I don't really trust either set of relievers right now. Yankees relievers really dinged up, getting a little bit of life back <clears throat> now. So they just got a lot more to go before they can get healthy and and get back to the set of relievers that you, you know they can be at full strength, can be a pretty solid bullpen. But right now, just kind of mediocre. Angels might win this game. I think they can hang in there. Like I said, Agar played for me in the Angels run line. A money line also enticing. Model says one thirty eight. So plus 166 on the Angels offers a lot of value. If you want to take a shot with the Angels pulling out the outright win, I think that makes some sense. Biggest thing is Angels are past. Yankees are priced around minus 180. That is way too high. Um, I think the Angels maybe win this game or maybe lose by one. I think it makes a lot of sense uh, here to back the Angels. Model says over again for another night in this game. That's also split. Um, total 7.5. Model says it should be 8.5. 8.5 seems a little bit high, but I mean, eight wouldn't be unreasonable. I like these two pitchers, but again, the Yankees relievers right now are not that exciting. The Angels relievers, definitely not exciting. Angels offense, okay. Yankees offense, solid. Um, a warm one in Anaheim. It's going to start off. We haven't seen this a lot in Anaheim yet this year. Uh, we had like a quick little stretch. I don't remember if it was May or June where we had this, just a quick little hot spell, but it hasn't been that hot there for the home games. Here for the Angels, it's going to be over 90 degrees to start in this one. Closing in the upper, or excuse me, in the lower 80s. Uh, wind blowing out the entirety of the night, 5 to 10 miles an hour. It's massive hitter-friendly weather that we're not seeing around anywhere in the country. As we approach Labor Day, we're starting to really get an early fall. I don't know if the Groundhog saw that coming. Um, it's going to be a warm one here in Anaheim. Um, some of the most hitter-friendly weather uh, that we've seen in a while and that we might see for the rest of the season. We're not going to see many more nights like this. Uh, maybe some day games, but not night games. So again, model likes this over seven and a half, just thinks that the weather's right for someone to give up some runs. I think it'll be a tight game. Both these pitchers are good. I like the Angels run line. Again, model likes the over as well. Closing us out here, Phillies, the Diamondbacks line 40 Eastern first pitch. A pair of lefties, Bailey Falter and Tommy Henry. Both of these guys get identical 109 grade ratings. Model doesn't really like either one of them. Falter is a 440 ERA, underlying metrics say. Should be around five. Tommy Henry, similar story. Low three area and metrics say around five. I do think Henry's the better pitcher between the two, has the more upside. Um, I, I, I like more of what I see from him. I, I think he's maybe closer to average. I don't think he's above average just yet. Maybe he'll get there at some point. Maybe this offseason, make a few more improvements. But at this point, I can't say he's average. I still think he's below average, but I still like him a little bit more than Bailey Falter. Uh, relievers edge the Phillies, offense edge the Phillies. But this Diamondbacks team talked about it here recently. Like, coming to life they scored a ton of runs in that chicago series they didn't score a ton against still and cease but they still got the win in that one uh you know scored about a hundred runs monday night in the middle innings there last night putting up a huge spot against aaron nola who's been looking fantastic this was supposed to be a great start for for him i mean this diamondbacks team is really rocking and rolling right now i will say and this is a thing that our brains, we have to fight against, right? The Diamondbacks offense is not as good as we've seen here the last few days. They're not as bad as we saw at that start of the season. I mean, if you take the, the first month or so of this Diamondbacks offense, I mean, they were historically bad. You take the first month of the Diamondbacks offense and what the Marlins have done recently, if you could merge those two teams together and you've got like a double-A offense, right? 
But the truth is somewhere in between, right? They, they're not as bad as they looked early, but they're not this good either. But I mean, you have to give them respect. They're, they're, they're starting to actually bring up some of those season numbers to show that they are the, a truly mediocre offense and not as bad as they looked because they are, they're, they're, they're okay. Uh, model says, you know, slightly below average, not a great offense, but I mean, they're still better than a lot of teams out there. Uh, and, and, they're, they're on fire right now. Will that continue? I have no idea. Against Bailey Falter, not being very good, if it's going to continue, I mean, this is a great night for it to happen. So I'm on the Dimebacks here at plus odds here, plus 121. It's a B-grade pick. Model says the price should be 114, so we're getting a little bit of value here. At 120 or better, it's a B-grade pick for me on the dog. I'm not going run line because I, I expect a lot of runs, and at that point, I think it's more likely that somebody wins by two or more. Uh, totals nine. Model says 9.2. Again, model doesn't like either one of these starting pitchers, doesn't like the Diamondbacks relievers. Um, Diamondbacks offense, okay at this point. Phillies offense, um, pretty solid as well. So, I mean, uh, lots of runs. Uh, we've seen the Diamondbacks play in a bunch of these 10 to 5 type games. Uh, maybe they lose that to, to by that score. Uh, they're not going to keep playing at this rate, obviously, offensively or just winning. But, I mean, they've looked good so far. I'll take another chance with them here. I think plus odds make some sense. I think the Phillies are getting a little bit too much respect. We've been on the Phillies a lot this month. Uh, but the Diamondbacks, just the way they looked lately at, at these plus odds, again, I think with a better starting pitcher, uh, I'll take my chances there with Tommy Henry and the Snakes out in the desert. So that's all the games I'll recap here. Uh, a few more plays to come. Uh, once we have numbers on them, we'll update Twitter and the sheet on the Pirates-Brewers game. I'll update on the Rays-Marlins game, the Cubs-Blue Jays, and maybe at some A's and Nats, or maybe we'll just again pretend that game doesn't exist. I don't know. TBD on that one. Um, a great place for me here. Right now, I've got three for you. I've got all of them in the evening. Dodgers, plus one and a half. A pretty steep minus odds at Jacob DeGrom and the Mets. I've got the White Sox on the run line around even money at home against the Royals. I've got the Angels on the run line around even money at home against the Yankees. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.